podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Eddie Gibbs and welcome to a new show on Anfield Index. This is a show from Anfield Index Pro and it's called Off The Wall and it's called Off The Wall because it really means off the paywall and that's because you lucky listeners are going to get a chance to delve into some of the amazing content that we produce over on Anfield Index Pro, the uh, services behind the paywall uh, over on Anfield Index Pro. And uh, the theme of this show, it's something that we may do from time to time, the theme from this show is going to be uh, Nabi Keita, and that's because we've had loads of amazing content on uh, on Nabi Keita since the Crystal Palace game or, or on various shows, so it's just a chance for us to kind of show you some of the stuff we do over there, let you uh, decide if it's for you or not, and uh, if you want to come and join us, you can head over to anfieldindex.com forward slash join, and as soon as you complete the quick form, you'll get a free week, a completely free week of access to uh, Anfield Index Pro with no obligation to uh, to continue. You get about 30 shows a month uh, over on Anfield Index Pro, so it's a, a great opportunity for you to pop over and uh, and join in the fun there, but what I'm going to do right now is uh, talk you through some of the some of the content on Navigator and some of the things that are on our uh, off-the-wall show. So, to start with, the first show that we do after every game, it comes out within sort of 30 to, 30 to 60 minutes of every match, as soon as Liverpool finish. It's called Post-Match Raw. It's one of the most popular shows on the channel. It's hosted by Trev Downey. The most regular guests are uh, Harry Setti and Dave Hendrick. This week after the uh, Crystal Palace game, uh, Trev was joined by Guy Drinkle and Carl Matchett. And uh, here's a few thoughts from Guy Drinkle on Naby Keita and whether he's being a scapegoat for uh, for some of his performances in the Liverpool side just now. I mean, the main thing from that um, starting eleven for me is that Keita was on the left. Um, I, ch- I, just, I don't really get... I've not I've not watched Naby Keita for uh, Leipzig at, at, um, when he was in Austria as well. Um, but you just look at him and you just think, he's not a left winger, so I don't really get it. Um, so that's the, only, that's the main takeaway from me, is that he started there. I... It was, I think that was the only toss-up position because I think it was clear that Matip was fit, and then it was just between Cater and Shakiri. But the both really didn't play that well in the FA Cup game, so it was, I think it was a bit of a toss of a coin. And I think I think beforehand Klopp said Naby was great in training for this week, or especially great in training this week. So they're rewarding him with a start there, and um, yeah, it. He didn't have he didn't have the best again, but um, I think he's he's kind of it's weird with Naby. I think he's getting scapegoated on in in the bits of social media I've seen because there's other people on that pitch who are pretty horrendous. But the fact that Naby Kate is getting focused on, I think it's a bit wrong because I thought he was the one actually trying to do stuff in the first half. But he was obviously obviously didn't come off. I think an awful lot of people's, um, as you said, scapegoating of of Naby was probably as a direct result of not seeing what it was that he was trying to do, um, and also the fact that um, he was largely anonymous in terms of not being able to contribute too much in that first half. So thanks to Guy Drinkle and Trev Downey there for their uh, little anecdotes on Naby Keita and some of the scapegoating that's uh, been going on around him. Now the next show that uh, Keita was discussed 
on was uh, Rate Don't Hate, and this is a show that comes out normally match day plus one, so around 24 hours after the game, Cade gets together with Tom Holmes and uh, and Adam, uh, voices you'll be familiar with on the uh, Anfield Index channel, and uh, they rate every player uh, out of 10, and they compare their ratings to uh, other media platforms, whether it be the Liverpool Echo, the Anfield Rap, uh, this is Anfield, these are ratings are all collectively put together and uh, the guys give their thoughts on the player so uh, I want to head into that now and let uh, let the guys give you their thoughts on Naby Keita's performance from the Rate Don't Hate show. Keita, right? He, he didn't have the best game according to, to many but he's, it's so wildly different how, what people are rating him at. Subscribers have given him a 5.4. Oli's given him a 5. So has the Echo. Uh, so has This Is Anfield. Somehow um, Somehow the Anfield rapper grew him an eight, if I'm getting that correctly. Um, but yeah, Adam, you've given him a six, and Tom, you've given him a seven. Tom, why don't you get us started on this one? Your rating is, is sort of at a not that bad level. Ali and a couple of media outlets disagree vehemently. They just thought there was nothing coming from him. So do AI subscribers. I'm not entirely happy with his position out wide on the on your out there on the left. I I'm not sure if we're getting the right. You know, we're, getting, we're going to get the best out of him in that position. But anyway, that's where he is. Um, for that price tag, maybe he should be doing slightly better. I think that's what people are rating him, given the fives. You've given him a seven, though. What, what did you feel about his performance? I think, I, I think a couple of things about his performance. The first thing, I think, is that he is a player who's got a lot of expectation on his shoulders, who's being played out of position. Um, and that's always going to mean that he's got a lot of trouble. He's always got... He's always got uh, a high ceiling and that ceiling is always going to be affected by the fact he's playing out of position so that automatically sets him at a disadvantage i think the other thing is you've got a player like shakiri who's already being widely wildly maybe not overhyped but already being wildly like touted as the player who needs to be playing in these sorts of games so by half time everyone was saying shakiri has to come on immediately which uh completely ignores the fact that the last four games now shakiri's played in has been absolutely useless um you know everyone just you know automatically was calling for Shaq to replace him straight away. So I just think he's already at that disadvantage when everyone had already made up their minds sort of by halftime that he wasn't going to be any good. Um, I think here's the thing about Cater. He was doing a lot of things that I thought were the right things to do. They just weren't coming quite off. Because here's the thing. Everyone goes bangs on and on and on about how Henderson and uh, Vinaldum don't play the low percentage passes. Cater plays a bunch of low percentage passes and they don't quite come off because they're low percentage passes. That that gener- especially when you're playing it's a tightly packed Palace defence that featured a couple of players who were playing particularly well. Let's remember Wambisaka is one of the best right backs in the league, and he had a stonking game again. There was you know there were three or four moments where I thought Kate had picked the right pass and it was intercepted, and if it had gone maybe a couple of yards either side or a little bit quicker, it would we would have been in on goal. He was taking chances with his play, and that's the sort of thing I like because it's the sort of thing that you know we consistently criticise other players for not doing. Um, and yeah. Yeah, okay, you cannot you can definitely argue he wasn't at his best in that first half and trying it or not, it wasn't coming off for him. But I thought it was a bit harsh to say that he was doing the wrong things, playing particularly badly. And then second half he gets the assist for Bobby's goal. And maybe it's not like a phenomenal assist, but it's a decent pass. You know, he picks the right moment, picks the right pass, and Bobby gets the goal. So, you know, I bumped him up for the assist, but otherwise I think it was a it was a fairly okay performance. But it's nothing worse than what we've seen from the likes of Chikiri in the last few weeks. And as I say, I like to see him trying things. Whereas, as I've said, previous mid- midfield players just haven't done that at all. 
I think an interesting point. So just a correction there, listeners. The Apple rep have actually given Kata a six as well, which is the same rating as Adam. <laughs> Adam, uh, <laughs> on to you for this one. I mean, it, it, I mean that it's really interesting what Tom's saying there. We, there is there is this bit of teething in period where you know a player has to get used to a new league, has to get used to new surroundings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've gone from a situation as Tom's saying. We've got players who don't really play those um, those difficult balls, those high-risk, high-reward balls from the midfield, although we've seen Fabinho do a little more recently, with, who we'll talk about in just a minute. But with KT, it's not sort of coming off at the moment. Do you think we just need a bit more patience? Uh, do you think Klopp needs a bit more patience? For sure. Yeah, I mean, I actually listened to this game on the radio uh, the first time around, and... Uh, between the social media comments and what was being said on the radio, when I actually watched it back, I thought I was going to see Keita falling all over himself, giving the ball away, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't really like that. We've watched him for the last couple of years on highlights from Red Bull, and he looked fantastic, and you know now he's okay. And the situation is people are saying he's being played out of position. I don't even know if that's it. I'd love to give him that excuse, but the issue is, you know, Coutinho played that spot and he uh, played the facilitator role from, from that spot on the left. So I don't know if it's all that different, but to me, he's just a player that's not in form right now. And, uh, obviously a ton is expected from that spot on the field, especially if you're comparing it to sort of the Coutinho role. And like Tom said, he's trying a lot of low percentage passes and it is what it is. You know, and he had a couple of spectacular uh, sort of dribble attempts that almost came off as well, um, where he got tackled on a couple of long runs. On the radio broadcast that I was listening to, they were saying that they, they were like criticizing his pace a lot. Uh, he couldn't, he didn't have the pace to get back against Aha and stuff like that. I don't know if I even saw that. I mean, he he's one of those players that sort of like just moves easily across the ground, and um, that's what I remember seeing of him from Red Bull as well. It doesn't look like he's flying, but he he seems fast enough to me. Um, yeah, I just think I think bottom line, there's got to be more patience with him. And it seems like, you know, I'm guilty of this as well, but it seems like we always want there to be some kind of like one scapegoat on the team. And uh, it appears that for whatever reason it was it was catered for this match. I mean, yeah, like the the first half commentary, especially social media and on the radio. I mean, it just sounded like he was absolutely terrible and. For me, we've seen Milana perform worse than this in the same position. Uh, you know, we've we've seen far worse performances than that. Just put it that way. And uh, so this was fine, and certainly a performance that he can build off of. And I think that's what we should take it as. Thanks to the rate don't hate guys for uh, for those comments. Now uh, the next two shows, I'm going to combine these two into one. Uh, Tactics Weekly. That's our look at Liverpool's tactical approach to games. It's uh, hosted uh, generally by Dan Rhodes, but he's uh, often joined by uh, a bit of a quartet these days, and they do seem to play musical chairs with the uh, with the panel. They're not all on every week, but uh, the sort of main fixtures are, are Dan Rhodes and uh, and Paul Dalglish, uh, the head coach of Miami FC, uh, of course. Uh, son of Sakeni Dalglish and uh, Paul gives us his tactical insight into the games and it's really fascinating stuff and they're often joined by uh, 
Gav Jones uh, and also Hamza. Now Hamza was good enough to give us some thoughts on uh, on Keita and uh, he felt the criticism was a bit unfair as he's playing in a sort of hybrid unnatural role to him so uh, we'll let Hamza have his say in a moment and the next show that you'll hear from is of course the flagship show of Anfield Index it's the one that you all would have listened to back in the day before it moved over to uh, to Anfield Index Pro and that's under pressure under pressure is the stats from the game the uh, the real analysis the uh, the golden nuggets of uh, the things that the layman fan doesn't perhaps see with his own eyes and the uh, the stats gurus kind of get together, they plug it all into a system and then they come out with this show, this incredible show, sort of 48 hours after a game. And it's normally hosted by Gags. He's been away, so he wasn't on it this week. And uh, Gags collates the pressing stats and, uh, and feeds them in. And then you've got... Uh, Dan Kennett, the analyst. You've got Dan Rhodes, who's also on the tactics pod I mentioned. Then, of course, Simon Brundish, our sports scientist here at Anfield Index. And the guys uh, go into a whole depth of things. It's a real a real gem of a show. Uh, it's received uh, great acclaim and it always gets amazing feedback. So, first of all, you're going to hear from uh, Dan Kennett and Simon Brundish on uh, on Cater and the service of the midfield in general to the front three. And then they'll move on to talk about his confidence and uh, how his... Uh, he still has the highest presses in the side per 90 minutes. So, so it's a little known stat there that perhaps people hadn't realised. But what Dan Kennick tries to make clear is we're really waiting to see his on-ball side of his game click. That's what the uh, the X factor is, according to Dan Kennett. So we'll let the guys take it away. Um, I think Keita came in for a lot of criticism after the match and during the match. And I'm not quite so sure as to why. I thought there, there were spells in the game where he looked... Um, Quite positive on the ball. He got the ball quite a lot. I remember in the first half, um, and then in the first period of the second half as well, he was on the ball quite a bit. He was looking forwards. Um, he didn't, he didn't dominate the game, but to expect that of any midfielder is, is unreasonable. Um, let alone one that's come back from injury. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he's playing a sort of hybrid role that that's not really his, his natural role, but even then he did a good job. Uh, and I think, uh, even if he is playing in this position, he's going to improve over time and his relationship with the other forwards is only going to improve. Salah was al- almost a, non, a non-figure in the first half, apart from the um, the narrative, which we'll come to you know shortly. Um, and, you know, in the first half, he didn't have a single pass, a key pass or a single shot. And I can't remember the last time he had played a half of football without creating a chance or having a shot. It's nuts. It and the whole- it's, do, you know, do you know those three players you mentioned, though? Yeah. In this game, they were definitely better off the ball. And I think maybe Cater, from what I've seen, because I don't know anything more about him than you, or probably less because I watched him definitely not from before, but I, I'm just of the feeling we didn't spend 70 million quid and wait on a lad because he's good off the ball. Um, so, I, And I've seen like the odd goal or here or there. And I presume he is a really good ball player. So I think it's just form waiting for that to come around. But the others are definitely better off the ball. And so when we've got the ball... We need an extra player that's that's good, which is the re- I presume it's the reason we go with the two three one to get that extra player into the team. Uh, am I wrong? But Salah is Salah wants the ball. Salah is a he can play with possession. He can play in transition, and and he absolutely wants to be that that guy that makes the de- decisive pass or the decisive dribble. Um, and right. the others the others do when they're in form. And I think we're lacking a little bit of that right now. And and Shaq's not playing well and Cater's not playing well in possession. And I think maybe that's just one player too, too, yeah. so, too short. So Milner was that guy. 
I know it's mad, isn't it, when you think about it? I mean, you consider the player he was up against as well, <laughs> and he was mainly our atta- attacking outlet in the first half. It's, it's crazy. Do you, th- you said you said that um, uh, Palace had, that Wolves have just better footballers. Do you think it's necessarily better footballers? Because I think Palace have got a lot of good players. Or do you think it's um, it's to do with their tactics? I, yeah. I, I I I hate Roy Hodgson. No one hates Roy Hodgson more than I do, but. Um, Wolves and Palace have 14.5% um, long ball rates, but average. And against us, uh, Wolves went up to 16% and Palace went up to 26%. Yeah. I think Wolves have got better on ball uh, midfielders, possibly. Um, we've got very, very similar wing back, full backs, and they're both good on a counter with quick players and fun for each. Yeah. They definitely have a more progressive coach, though, don't they? they their coach wants to be There's an understanding. Yeah. There's the another one hates <laughs> to go away from tactical perspective for a second. What do you think of Cater? And do you, uh, I'm, I think he's maybe a little bit lacking in confidence. Not, not a kid that's lacking in confidence, because he's definitely that. But I also wonder if he's a bit of a, an introvert. So that he has to work his way into form through chasing like a motherfucker. I don't know. I mean, from what I remember at Dortmund, he was always quite hot-headed. Sorry, Leipzig, he was always quite a hot-headed player. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I, I like him in terms of the he's feisty. Um, but, I don't know. I just put, I'm, I'm just still ascribing it to, okay, people. the people are going to be shouting, he's not in his natural position, but... I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to play centre midfield for Klopp, I don't know if he's ready for that yet. Um, I don't think Klopp thinks he's ready for that yet. But I, as I said last time we talked about Cater, I don't mind him in the free role that Phil had operating off the left. I mean, I think it's potentially a good role because he is very good off the ball and he is creative. Um, and it's not left wing, no matter what anybody says. It's it, 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 he's he's operating a free role from the left, coming in, isn't he? Basically, yeah. um, I, I don't I don't mind it there. I mean. Um, but it's it's what about the intangible at Leipzig? He was the main man. It was him who was yeah. controlling it for the team. So that would add the confidence factor that Sai's talking about to a potential introvert. You know, this is his time when he gets to shine. Yeah. He's also he's also maybe culturally more at home in uh, Germany after just moving. I don't know if it's a language. I don't know what his language is like. Was like in Germany communication issues. I don't know. All those things are like to have factors. Um, <laughs> I still don't think he. Is anywhere near as uh, bad as what is being made out. Now, now's the time to to talk about the best presser. <laughs> I I think there's one technical thing with with Naby playing. Uh, you can say left wing, you can say he's not on the left wing, but his touch map is very close to the left touch line. Um, that when you're playing on the side, it's just a matter of side that you are constantly half on the half turn so you're facing into play you don't have um one you don't have the play in front of you it's to the side of you so your options are very limited and you don't have that 360 um, ability to go in any direction which uh, i think is one of the things he is great at early in the season when he was playing as actually in the position that I think that that Darth's talking about, just a, a left of a three, which I think is that's the best we've seen of him. Um, and he was probably 15 yards closer to the center circle. 
Now, the final clip for this uh, first episode of Off the Wall comes from uh, the Great Dane, Jan Molby. And Jan's on the channel every week over on AI Pro. He's joined by Trev Downey. The show's called Molby on the Spot. And we get this amazing insight, not just from a coach, not just from a, a fan, but from someone who's played at the very top level, played in World Cups, part of great Liverpool sides that won all sorts of trophies. And Jan is an amazing analyst. He has some absolutely brilliant information to share with uh, with our subscribers every week. It really isn't to be missed. And uh, Trev starts his conversation by uh, ha claiming he was disheartened by uh, Naby's performance. And uh, Jan then takes it in the way that Jan does. And he talks about how he was playing out of position. He talks about Naby's confidence. And he also mentions his future prospects and how it may even be next season before we start to see the best of him. So uh, I'll let the guys take it away. Back to the match itself, and uh, there, there, there are other stories, and there's one that it would be it'd be silly of me not to get your take on because it's this eternal um, question of uh, when's it going to happen for Mr. Keita and an opportunity from the start granted in a in a sort of um, maybe what wouldn't be his favourite position on on the left hand side, um, but nonetheless uh, an opportunity, uh, and I think very limited uh signs of 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 what that man can do uh, not only in this match but just in recent times um it was a little bit frustrating for me did you did you find it did you find it um to be difficult uh, to to assess him or do you think he, we, we, i i look, i'll be honest with you Anna, i was a bit disheartened at the end of it um just thinking what what's it going to take here is it just patience do you think well i was going to say he was poor because I felt he was poor. Uh, I don't think his position helped wide left. It's, it's, all, it, it, it's all very well playing wide left. But I think the way that Keitar play, plays, his, his strength is his ability to glide past people. You know, he, ha he has great timing in, in when he goes. Uh, and then when you come up against one of the fastest, best defenders in the Premier League uh, in, in the young boy, Van Bissaka, I think he was disheartened by that. I think he's thinking, some of the things I can do, but I won't get away from this boy. Uh, so he became disheartened and he went looking all over the pits, you know, looking, and the, the deeper and deeper he went, uh, the more mistakes he made, that extra half of touch, he took too long to release the ball, passes getting cut out. And I think in the end, he did, we never quite had a word for it, but he almost played the game high. You make your runs, uh, and you work as hard as you can, but you high from the ball. And that's the longer that he went, the more he decides to hide from the ball because things just weren't working. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it. And, you know, w w when it's coming from you, like, I mean, that you, you, you'll have been in a team on a field with a fellow who's actually doing that. Absolutely, yeah. Trev, yeah. It's a real thing, isn't it, Jan? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, not that the, it's not a cowardice thing. It's just, oh, this is not my day. I'll just I'll be safe. I'll, 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 I'll just I'll do things safely because, as you say, you get this heart and then it's just it's just a survival thing, isn't it? Yeah, and sometimes, uh, and I think it was maybe a bit more evidence in, in our game because we used to make more decisions on the pitch and do whatever we felt. And there would sometimes be players who'd go, listen, not today. I mean, Paul Stewart, we signed in, in the early 90s, and he'd go, not today, don't get me involved in build-up. He said, play it long and I'll go and compete for second balls or when crosses come into the box, I'll try and make a second strike. He said, but in the play, intricate midfield, don't get me involved. Leave me out. He said, I'll just plod along. I'll plod up and down. I'll do whatever I can. He said, but, well, um, you know, something like people, very honest, you know, you go, my feet are not right today. He said, keep it away from me, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. And I felt the longer he went, Keita, on, on Saturday, that was exactly the case. He's like, 
ducking in behind uh, opposition players so he can't get the ball. He's not quite opening up the angle enough uh, for him to get the pass. Uh, it's not something new, and as you correctly pointed out, Trev, it's not being a coward. It's just the boys so desperately need of a good game. How You can't give him a good game. He, he has to find it. And at the moment, it's very frustrating. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly the type of thing that that people are, are are listening to the show for is to hear that from yourself. You know, it's 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 the the actual experience of 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 being on the field and seeing it, and it's, it's it makes a massive difference, I think, to to whatever the, the the credibility of this of this particular thing that we're trying to do here together. And you know, it's a really really nice way of putting it. You can't give him a good game; he has to take it himself. And do you see a situation where roll on Leicester? And Klopp goes right. You're in again, or, or or does he do what he seems to have been doing? You have a chance. You don't take it. You're out. You have a chance. You take it. You're in. Like very much we've seen with Shakiri. Uh, Shakiri when he was flying was getting his chances, and then maybe not so much back to the bench a bit when uh, the 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 form had dipped a little bit in the last few outings that we've seen from him. Um, do you think Naby gets a chance again against Leicester, or would it be will it be straight back to the bench? I'm I'm, I'm curious what you think about that. Well. I think we spoke about it last week briefly, uh, that we both felt that he needed a run of games, but we also both felt that he probably wasn't ready for that run of games. So Leicester, injuries will, will, will obviously play a part, uh, who, who will be back and, and available and who won't. But my immediate reaction would be, no, uh, he would be back on the bench. Uh, he needs to observe uh, and maybe get some more positive experiences playing for Liverpool, but in 10, 15 minutes, it bursts. That sometimes can be easy. Can we introduce him against Leicester in the 75th minute, winning 3-0, attacking the cop in? I think that would help him. Uh, so so I think that might be the way forward, uh, short term. And then it's up to the player whether he takes in a ball or not. But funny enough, sometimes a close season, a break of six to eight weeks might be the one to crack it. So we might have to wait till next season. Sometimes you just don't know when, he, when, he, when he's going to crack it. But I think that Thinking that the likes of Van Alden will be back for the Leicester game, I wouldn't be surprised if Kate is back on the bench. But if any opportunity, club would like to introduce him from the bench just to give him more minutes, give him some more uh, positive experiences uh, of, of, of playing in the first team. Wow, so there we have it, folks. The first ever off the wall. And as I said at the start, that's content from our paywall uh, over at uh, Anfield Index Pro. And uh, you can go and listen to all of those shows in full and around 30 other podcasts a month uh, over on AI Pro. And to do that, all you have to do is go to anfieldindex.com forward slash join, fill in the form. As soon as you do that, you don't have to pay anything. You'll get a whole week of that content absolutely free before you decide whether you uh, you want to continue or not. And the uh, why not come and give it a try? It's uh, it's well worth a go. I'm sure you'll love it. Hardly anyone that signs up to the trial uh, doesn't bother, but hey, it's everyone to their own, I guess, and uh, we'll hopefully see you over there. Now, uh, this is something that we may do from time to time uh, when there's uh, when there's content from the paywall that we think we can share out there. We do give us your feedback, though, if it's something you would like us to do more regularly if you don't have time to listen to all those shows, but you would enjoy just uh, picking a theme like we did today with Naby Keita and uh, sharing some of the things from Pro uh, here on the free side of Anfield Index, and that's something that we're more than happy to do. So uh, do give us your feedback. Best place is on Twitter. We're either at at Anfield Index or at Anfield Index Pro. So do let us know your thoughts. Uh, other than that, we'll uh, we'll leave you to listen to uh, your other podcasts. And uh, until next time, up the Reds.
Sports Social Podcast Network.